It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Carding Accounts Bluffs, online at joescarding.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river, 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Carding today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Today's show, we're going to uh, cover a couple of headlines since we talked to you last Thursday. And we'll also recap the race at Auto Club Speedway. What was it? The Wise Power 400, I think? Yeah. Yeah, Wise, I think that's pa- what yeah. Wise Power 400. Uh, so... Let's get into it. Let's talk about, uh, do you want to do headlines or results first? Uh, let's do the race first, because I think, first of all, I need to rename it. <laughs> it should be called the flat tire 400. <laughs> uh, we'll submit that via the NASCAR media page. <laughs> yeah. we, might not get, we might not get any more perks from NASCAR. <laughs> Uh, before we get to the actual race results, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about some of the things that happened uh, before the race happened, and that was uh, quite a few drivers and teams having an issue with uh, passing pre-qualifying inspection. Correct. Was that what I saw? I think I saw something like 20% of the field passed, maybe passed on the first attempt, a big chunk of them passed on the second attempt. A few more passed on the third attempt, and poor old Kyle uh, Kurt Bush finally passed on the fourth attempt. Thus, he was penalized with, let's see, not allowed to qualify, and he was required to do a pass-through penalty before the, the completion of, of the first lap. Correct. Yeah, he had to basically just come down pit road when they came around. It would have finished the first lap. I mean, what would have saved him there is if they'd had a caution. Yeah. Uh, and I just saw a post from NASCAR that said he passed 133 cars. Uh, he he completed 133 green flag passes on Sunday. Uh, Kurt ended up finishing better than his brother. And uh, I think his, he was in the top 10. Yeah, eighth. Yeah, I eighth. think uh, Kyle ended up 13th or 14th, I think. 14th. You know why Kyle he came back from six laps down. Yeah, you know so, why Kyle finished 14th? Because he finished six laps down, or he came back from six laps down. He had to pass a lot of cars. Yeah. He finished 14th because I took him. Oh, me too. My streak until <laughs> you did too. Yeah. Rough weekend but, for us. I mean, 14th ain't bad. But the bad parts, he got no stage points. Right. If he'd have collected, you know, 10 stage points and get and finish 14th, I'll take yeah. that all day long. That hurts just a little bit. Uh, as is going to be the case for at least the time being, I was able to catch glimpses of it while uh, bartending at the library pub on Sunday. Uh, I looked up and, I, you know, from what I saw, I was pleasantly surprised at the amount of wide racing that we saw late in runs. It wasn't just restarts for about three or four laps and then everything would calm down to two wide or single file. Seemed like they were able to, a lot of cars were able to move around the racetrack. Oh, yeah. They had plenty of room to move around the track. Um, I was surprised and pleasantly surprised with the way the cars held up, bouncing off the wall, because that was something that I was concerned about when I saw this, the rear suspension set up. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody bounced off the wall on the, on the right side real hard. Mm, maybe Chase Elliott? Plenty of guys put California stripes on them. Yeah. Would you consider Chase Elliott his bounce off the wall? That was a 
pretty hard one? Uh, I, I don't think it was that hard. I okay. mean, it didn't even cut down a tire, you know. Um, it eventually did. But there was just so many cut down tires. You know, yeah. I think if they want this aluminum wheel and one lug nut deal, just go ahead and keep it. But go back to a 15 inch wheel so they can use an inner liner. Yeah, cut tires may be an issue. I was thoroughly impressed with how stout Tyler Reddick was. And, you know, as, as we get into the actual part of the season, you know, we were talking about it last weekend. I felt like this was the kickoff to the season. You feel like it's going to be next week. I'm surprised at the number of typical middle mid packers that are putting up a pretty good, pretty good fight so far early in the season. Well, there's that. And to me, I'm seeing it come out of the guys that have uh, uh, a resume with several different types of race cars on it. Yeah. You know, obviously Kyle Larson's the best wheel man bar none in the country right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he could go get a cage cart and win a Lucas oil feature. You know, <laughs> right now he's, he's amazing. He has, he was all last year. And I mean, since he got suspended and put on the bench by NASCAR, he's just been unreal. And that's yeah. been almost two years now. Yeah. But, uh, um, you saw plenty of, of late run guys like Kyle Bush when he ended up having his issues early in the race, you know, he said, yeah, the car was just finally starting to come around to me. And I, I made a mistake, you know, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he didn't hit anything. Good race. I was, I, I, what I saw, I was happy with, and I'm going to try to go back this week in, in one of these nights and, and sit down and actually watch the race, but I was happy with it. Uh, Kyle Larson ends up getting the win and Austin Dillon brings it home in second, Eric Jones in third, Daniel Suarez in fourth. That is three drivers, Dylan Jones and Suarez. We're not used to talking about being up in the top five. No, and I mean, with uh, two laps to go, I think, maybe three laps to go, Suarez was leading. Yeah, yeah, he got a little too tight on the exit of the corner, and Larson had a good run on the outside and was able to blow by him. Uh, and I, I I, think Clint Boyer said it. He goes, uh, Larson had such a run that Daniel Suarez didn't even have a chance to go down and block him, and he didn't. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think it was a lap or two later where Suarez bounced it off the wall. Maybe yeah. it was five laps ago when he was yeah. on the lead. But late in the race, he had the lead. Joey Logano brings it home in fifth. Eric Amarola sixth. Uh, Kevin Harvick seventh. Kurt Busch eighth. Daniel Hemrick ninth. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. top ten. One, two, three, four, five. I'm going to say six drivers in that top ten that don't normally sniff the top ten. No, and... And I mean, just go a little further back. You had BJ McLeod, I think at 22nd or 23rd, you had Garrett Smithley at 21st mm-hmm. and those guys aren't normally anywhere near there. Right. Uh, all on the lead lap. What? Oh yeah. Well, there was, I think 30 cars on the lead lap at the end. I think at least 29. I'm going to get in trouble giving some people some grief here, but Garrett Smithley and BJ McLeod, I cannot remember the last time those two finished on the lead lap, not together individually. Honest. I mean, I don't, I don't know either, but <laughs> I can't remember the last time they were 21st and 22nd or yeah. whatever they finished, you know. Good for them, though. Uh, big points getter of the day was Kyle Larson finishing fifth in stage one, fifth in stage two, picking up the win, 52 points on the day. Anybody that took Kyle Larson in the Rick Haven Ridge Pickums contest ended up getting 52 points on the day, assuming there's no penalties coming out. And as of Monday evening, no penalties have been announced yet, but that's usually a Tuesday or a Wednesday deal. So we'll find out if that happens. Bad day for Christopher Bell, finished tail and Charlie in 36th, William Byron 34th, Michael McDowell 31st, Ross Chastain. Did I see he was up there contending for a little bit? 
Well, no, he, he got up. I don't know if he ever cracked the top 10 or not. Yeah. But he was one of the guys that started in the back. That's so. where I was. That's where I was recognizing his name. Uh, him, Harvick, Larson, Kozlowski, Logano, Wallace, and Haley all went to the rear to, uh, to start the race. Most of them unapproved adjustments. Like you said, Ross Chastain went to a backup car and Haley had an oil cooler change. Uh, so that's where that was. And we talked about Brad Kozlowski had a pretty good day running for him, but uh, unfortunately Bubba Wallace said uh, the front of his nose, the front of his car just broke loose and, and he got into the rear of, of Kyle uh, of Brad Kozlowski. So that ended Brad's day. Chase Elliott finished 26th after a valiant day, uh, went to the rear after touching the wall, made his way back up to the front and then contact with his teammate, Kyle Larson, which is kind of the news on Monday. Contact with Kyle Larson, then two laps later, I think Elliot went around and that kind of ended his day. Yeah, and uh, Kyle Larson's spotter has taken full responsibility for it. Yeah, it, it, you could listen to the radio chatter. Well, I don't know if you can, but NASCAR could. And the the uh, the broadcast partners have got access to it. Uh, Kyle just said, I had no idea Chase was there. And he took blame. He said, I should have been more aware of my surroundings. But also, I think uh, me and the spotter can can share blame on that because I, he should have let me know that, that Chase had that big of a run. And and at the end of that clip, you could see it on NASCAR's Facebook page, on their YouTube channel. He just said, I'm, I'm obviously not that kind of a guy that's going to race my teammate like that, uh, that late in the race. That's just not something I would have done. So, and I agree. I think Kyle's got a history of he'll let a guy go and then he'll track him down five laps later and pass him. Yeah, I mean... You know, the way he did it, you know, I mean, he was trying to side draft off Logano. Yeah. And that's what he said. He goes, I was looking at the 22, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was getting closed on it. You know, that's why he's got a spotter for it. And the spotter said, I made the call too late. Yep. All my fault. Uh, I imagine there were a few guys getting talked to by Jeff Gordon in the meeting room this morning. So. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and or like they I, I think the, they might have had the talk on the plane last night going home. So. <laughs> I can't remember if I ever mentioned it, so I'll do it again just to be safe. Tyler Reddick picked up stage one and stage two win. Good day for him, thirty-three points uh, on the uh, on the day at Auto Club Speedway. But uh, he broke the streak. Say that again. He broke the streak since I'd gone to stage racing. The driver that won stage one at California had won the race. He's the first oh. one not to do that. Well, damn. Uh, apparently NASCAR is interested in taking a street race, a road course street race to Chicago. The goal is to hold the event for the first time in 2023. Uh, NASCAR is in active discussions with the city, including Mayor Lori Lightfoot and uh, about the possibility of the event happening. And that would be next season. That's that's a pretty hefty feat. Uh, to get that done, but they, they think it, there's a better chance for 2024. I'd be interested to see. I mean, NASCAR is always up for trying different things um, to the chagrin, a lot of their fans, but uh, give it a shot. See if it works. If it doesn't work, Hey, you tried it. I mean, I, I don't ever see a problem with that. Well, I just see a problem with it being done in, in Chirac. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not going to get shot. It doesn't matter. Hey, it's a, it's a major city. I worked a race in Chicago in 2002, and when we came back to the track, the second day we were there, there were bullet holes in some of the haulers. So don't tell me they might not get shot in Chicago. Well, <laughs> you didn't get shot, did you? No, but somebody might have. You know, <laughs> somebody was shooting somewhere around there. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but uh, 
Yeah. It, it, what is Chicago? Third largest city in the United States? I don't know. Phoenix and Vegas and some of them have exploded in the last 15 years. So I don't know where they're sitting, but, you know, probably in the year 2000, they probably were L.A., New York and Chicago. 2022 estimated population, New York, 8.3 million, Los Angeles, 3.9 million, Chicago, 2.7 million. Well, Houston, right behind, even dropped. Houston right behind there in 2.3 million. Uh, Phoenix, 1.6. All oh. right. Well, we talked about it last week. Actually, I kind of asked about it. Uh, apparently, the plans to shorten Auto Club Speedway are officially on hold. It's been almost two years since NASCAR planned uh, relieve, release their plan to convert Auto Club Speedway into a half uh, half mile short track. And uh, apparently, uh, Dave Allen, president of Auto Club Speedway, was asked about the status of the track conversion on Sirius XM NASCAR's radios trading paint on Friday. Allen said timetable has not been established as of yet. Uh, we had to pump the brakes a little bit with where we're going, said Alan. We definitely are looking at the potential of changing the facility to a half-mile track. A lot of fans said they want to see more short track racing, so that's what we've been working on. Timetable has not been established yet. I hope as we get through the year a little bit further, we'll have a little bit more direction on that, but the excitement within the company to continue to strategize and develop what that looks like moving forward is very, very strong. So... No timetable on when they're going to start reworking that track, but uh, sounds like they're still planning on doing it. Well, it sounds like they're planning on doing something. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Unless there's any other news you've got to talk about. Yeah, nothing that I can think of. Kevin Zeigner's not going to race Shelby County Speedway weekly. Yeah, I saw that. It said he had some uh, obligations that were going to, and didn't he say that when we were talking to him, his, his sister was getting married? Yeah, there was a wedding involved and one or two other things, and and of course, the track being changed, that's, you know, he said he's not, you know, if they go to the uh, the 3H mile track, he won't have a gear to run there. Mm -hmm. And they said if he makes it a one third mile track, why wouldn't he just go to Eagle? It's a lot closer. Yeah. Yeah, so, I know that we haven't really talked much about it. And we need to probably get somebody from Shelby County Speedway out to talk about it because apparently they officially announced it at their awards banquet. But they uh, they are working diligently on shortening the track. Um, just these big tracks like I-80, like Shelby County Speedway, and frankly, like Knoxville Raceway, they're just engine eaters. And when a, a, a driver's, you know, when it's hard to get engines and they've always been expensive and now they're hard to find parts for and um, drivers just don't want to go race a, a big engine eating track like that. Um, it's just, unfortunately, I, I think one of the consequences to owning a, a big racetrack like I-80 Speedway and Shelby County Speedway and I mean, how many engines we see lose at the Knoxville Late Model Nationals every year? Yeah, now Knoxville's a different deal. Knoxville's got a lot bigger straightaway than I-80 or Harlan. Knoxville's a bigger track mm -hmm. and, and flat, so it's got, you got to have a big power curve there. I mean, you drop a lot of RPM. Harlan's never been an engine eater, and it's really not, especially now with crate motors. You know, a crate motor with a chip in it, you know, can't eat an engine. It just can't. It's against the rules. Well, you put a 6,200 RPM chip in a motor, you ought to be able to, you can turn stock rod 6,200 RPM. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I don't think the track's an engine eater. I don't well, think I ate it either. And I guess I'm just repeating what, what Bob Simons has told me is that drivers have told them they don't go race Shelby County Speedway as often because it's an engine eating track. Now, again, we take that for what it's worth when it comes to drivers telling officials 
what's going on because you know breaking news sometimes drivers talk out of the wrong hole well yeah i mean <laughs> breaking breaking news a driver doesn't want to get there he's going to tell him some excuse right <laughs> you know hey i think your tech department sucks uh whatever it happens to be they're not going to say that yeah you know but when you when you've got chips and stuff like these mods are all running now you know rev limiters and everything you, kind of tough to be an engine eater mm -hmm. you know now you get into your open cars your lucas oil cars they ain't got no rev limiters on them you know a lot of them a lot of them actually do but you know it's like 9500 rpm i mean a cup car's got a rev limiter on it will only allow rpm to go so high so yeah that is to save an engine if you miss a shift or something like that all right but, uh Let's call it a turn, and we'll get over into uh, turn number two. We're going to talk with Tommy Denton. Uh, he's helping to promote several racetracks in the area, so we'll talk to Tommy about what's going on with uh, series and tracks around the area. That'll be coming up in turn number two. Hang tight. Dirk and I'll be right back on the front stretch. Hey, guys. Stan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. This time I'm talking laptop screen replacement. We've all made the mistake of dropping our laptop. Maybe one of our animals stepped on it. Maybe we set something heavy on top of it. We just didn't realize it was too heavy. And you go to turn that laptop screen on, there's a giant crack across it. That doesn't mean your laptop is completely worthless. In just a couple of days of turnaround, I can easily get your laptop screen replaced. And usually it's for a pretty reasonable price. Don't think your laptop is completely wasted just because you have a broken screen on it give me a call today 402-659-5641 or shoot me an email tailoredcomputersandrepair at gmail.com i'd be glad to give you an estimate of how much it's going to cost to replace your laptop screen hey look at that you're sitting on your couch playing halo madden or nascar while your friends are at joe's karting each lap is an adrenaline filled heart pumping white knuckle experience that you can only get at the metro's largest indoor karting track eco-friendly honda engines rip you around the professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds can you reach the 14 second lap bracket there's only one way to find out put the controller down and get to joe's karting 23rd avenue and council bluffs next to quaker steak and lube the official watering hole of the front stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids' night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back into the front stretch. Time for another interview. Big thanks to the racers swap meet in Columbus, Nebraska at the Ag Park. Uh, Dirk and I were up here at the end of January doing interviews and uh, hanging out and having a good time. And uh, man, what a fun place. So this this is... one being brought to, a, brought to our lovely fans by the stock car crown summer series i think so we made the big announcement to help those guys make the big announcement about the summer uh, excuse me the stock car crown summer series nine shows as of when we record apparently there's a 10th show coming a lot of money being paid out looks like it's going to be a great show well so, just the winning the winning for those nine days is up in the 20 grand bracket yeah. for those nine shows so and you know, they, they've got it as a $15,000 point fund for the top 20. That's, but That's the point fund. 
That's got to do, remember they get a mulligan? Yeah. So they've only got, they, they can miss one show out of the series. So oh, if there's going to be 10 shows, they got to raise nine. Right, I'm getting it confused. So it's 2,000 to win, 2,000 to win, 1,000 to win. It's got nothing to do with that 15 grand. And then the grand. points fund to be separate. Right. For 15 grand. So that, that's going to be a cool deal. Again, that's going to be available more information on the Dirt Crown, uh, Nebraska Dirt Crown Facebook page. But joining us on the show now, a glutton for punishment. Yeah, if you can, you can say that. That's absolutely my favorite thing to say for Along a promoter, with us. <laughs> especially since there seems to be uh, two options for a promoter: either get run out of the business or take on more tracks. And it seems like you get more tracks. Right, taking on more tracks yeah. is exactly what Tommy Denton has been doing. Uh, Tommy, I got to meet you for the first time over in uh, Beatrice for the uh, Oktoberfest, and uh, had a great time watching the races. Uh, track was a little bit not what you wanted it to be. Uh, but I know those nights happen, especially when you've got that many cars, and I think it was like a whopping high of 35 or 40 or something like that. It was cold. Yeah, it was very cold. It was. Were you there the second night or the first night? It was just the first night. First I night. didn't make it yeah, out for the first, second night. Second night wasn't so bad. Yeah. It was warmer during the day, but when it got cold, it was cold. And, and that's the tough thing about doing those shows in October is – I guess that's just kind of weather. Is It's a total crapshoot for what you're going to get. Yeah, spring nationals, same way. Mm-hmm. We're in March, you know, 11th and 12th. It's probably, hopefully it's better than last year because we pretty much didn't work out. We tried to squeeze two shows into one day, but the track didn't cooperate. Yeah. So the second show never did go off. Well, and, and again, that's another tough one because you're putting a lot of races on one track. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I've, I've watched at I-80 that, um, that's a big, big track, and the 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 prospect of farming it midway through the night or after 20 races uh, is a tall order because you're talking about an hour to hour and a half delay yeah. at a big track like I-80, so it's not really an option. Billy and Brian always do a good job at Beatrice to get the track ready. Weather wasn't cooperating that year. We had that late snow, and then it rained on it. Everything was just sopping wet. They tried to farm it through the night, just scraping it off, but it just it just got worse. Just didn't work out. Uh, let's talk about your 2020. Wait, we're in 2022? Is that dirt? We're in 2022? MMXXII. <laughs> For those of you that know Roman numerals. I guess I've never heard it put that way. <laughs> it's always the way you dirt goes. put on your shirts this year. MMXXII. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about your 2022 race schedule. We want to go through Beatrice first. Yeah, let's hit Beatrice I got it right first. Right here in front of me. Of course, Beatrice starts Spring Nationals in March, March 10th, 11th, and 12th. Thursday night practice night. Friday night, um, I got the flyer here. Everything, um, all of its separate shows. It looks like they got all five classes that we're racing normally. Um, modified purse for both nights to win is 2500 bucks. Um, looks like the start's 250 for the mods. And then the compacts are 200 both nights. Sport mods and stock cars, 1000 both nights. And the stock, uh, hobby stocks are 500 both nights. And that's for the, that'd be the 29th annual IMCA Spring Nationals at Beatrice. 29 that's- years. Wow, that's still a race that I have yet to get out to. And when you you talk about that, as we record this on January 22nd, that is less than, uh, what, six weeks away? It's about six weeks away. That's what I figured the other day was six weeks away. I was telling everybody less less than two months, and I got to figuring that six weeks. So 
a lot still to be done, and, and not a lot you could do. You got to wait for Mother Nature to cooperate enough to where you can get out yeah, there. Yeah, hopefully we don't get any more snow, but maybe we'll get some rain. That'll help. Well, we definitely need some ground moisture. Oh, I mean, definitely. You know, so yes. how it comes is Mother Nature's ruse. But yeah, I think I was at one of the first years. I I think I was there in '96 or '7. I know that would have been one of the first couple of years. Well, the there. first I can remember that first couple of years they were parking them out in the parking lot it oh, was yeah. so muddy but it was just modifieds only then yeah. that was just all it was and you had 150 modifieds just for yeah. just for that race and well first race of the year everybody's cars as long as they got the car put together nobody's crashed year, yeah. yet yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. and that's kind of the advantage that that beatrice has kind of taken is that they are the beginning of the season for a lot of these drivers in the midwest for around here, yeah, and everybody goes, why do you want to start so early? Well, they want to be the first ones. And well, and it's, you know, it, it, I, I think that I've always kind of taken it as schedule the race, try to get it in. If you do, it's going to kick off a great season because you're going to have yeah. a, a big car count. You're going to have a good crowd count, and, and that's going to help put some uh, money in the coffers for the rest of the season. If the race gets rained out or, or gets snowed out or gets frozen out or whatever, you, the early that early you know ahead of time if it's going to happen or not so you, yeah i think you can save a little bit of money with not having to commit to doing so much usually they not not last year but the year before it was called off fairly early because yeah. we knew it wasn't going to happen well covid for one but they were still going to try to get in that was actually before that really got bad yeah and that would have been right about the out. time that they were starting <laughs> to shut stuff down but yeah but i've seen i've been at several you know almost all of the spring nationals I've seen it where it's snowing as they're racing, and I've been there when it was 90 degrees. So you don't know what you're going to get that time of the year. <laughs> uh, night number two on the schedule is going to be uh, stop number one for the Nebraska Dirt Crown. Yes. Uh, I believe that was the 20, or was that the 23rd to the 27th? Uh, the Dirt Crown was the, like the last weekend of March. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up again. But uh, it is a part of the Nebraska Dirt Crown. Uh, and that, uh, yeah. that is going to be coming up again uh, uh, March 26th is when that yeah, is scheduled Yeah, the Beatrice for. is March 26th, yes. 23rd through the 27th. So they're going to be the uh, – Beatrice will be the third stop on the schedule for the Nebraska Dirt Crown. A Saturday night race, uh, a hobby stock, sport compacts. Any other classes you're throwing off that night? Not that I know of. I don't think so. I'm not sure what – what Robbie and Scott have got planned for that. Um, I thought it was just maybe the compacts, but I'm not sure. Tommy Denton of uh, Beatrice, well, of multiple racetracks, but we're talking about Beatrice right now. Once again, the Nebraska Dirt Crown, March 26th at Beatrice. Then uh, what's your next schedule coming up after that? Then we're done for a while until our opening night is Friday, May 13th, and that gets everything started for the season. They'll race Friday, May 13th through Friday, June 24th, and then on Friday, March, or July 1st, there's no races. They hardly ever race around the July weekend. So, and Well, then they, it's good to take those dates off because, you know, July is always kind of a, hey, there goes Don Hall Jr. How you doing, buddy? Uh, anyways, uh, this is kind of fun to just sit out here and all of a sudden I'm seeing all the race, yeah. fa race drivers that I haven't got to see in a couple of months. But anyways, sorry. Um, it's good to take time off in July because that, that's vacation time for a lot of people. And it's freaking hot. And it's freaking hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, it gets really hot towards fair time then. Mm -hmm. Gage County Fair. 
But they start back up again on July 8th. And then again on the July 29th, that's Gage County Fair special event that night. There'll be some added purse for that night for all five classes. And then on July 30th, the next night, if you guys like to see trailers get destroyed, that's Eva uh, Destruction. Yeah. That oh gets God. pretty interesting. It's trailer races, trailer races, <laughs> trailer races, rollover contest and power wheels derby. The Power Wheels is really neat. They let the kids go out there with their Power Wheels. Really? And smash into each other. They That's put balloons awesome. on them. So when they plop the balloons, they're supposed to be done. But it, they don't. You know, they're little. Yeah. They're going to keep running into each other. Right. It's pretty cute. <laughs> Even though Dan's probably working in another track, if I can persuade him... To enter the rollover contest, because that's kind of up his thing, is to mess stuff up. <laughs> I think he'd be a natural. He broke a grain bin one I did. Time. I, I broke a grain bin. I did <laughs> not, however, roll the grain bin. I have done give me time. the rollover derby. I've done that myself. And the first time I rolled that one, I hurt my ribs, and I hurt for a month. <laughs> but then again, I Deschler had one two weeks later, and I took the same car and went over and did it again. So... I was still pretty sore. Once again, that's going to be July 30th as a part of the Gage County Fair. Uh, Trailer races, rollover contest, Power Wheels Derby. That all uh, kicks off at 530 uh, for gates opening up and races at 7. Just 20 bucks a ticket. Uh, And then you get to be out for the Gage County Fair. I I assume that it's going to be the entire fair festivities like everyone's used to with county fairs. Yes. Yeah. Everything. It starts on the Wednesday night and goes through Sunday night of that week. Um the last of the week is all pretty much all racing. Uh, they had monster trucks set up for Sunday night, but it looks like that's been postponed. Um, this would have, would have been their third year of being here, so it doesn't sound like they want to commit for the third year. Yeah. Plus, they're not going to be very close to the area that night. So, so cotton candy and corn dogs and a bunch of crashing. Yeah, mm. especially on Saturday night. <laughs> that's singing my language. Sounds great. I think I could do some cotton candy right now. All right, so the season continues uh, August 5th, uh, weekly throughout there, and then you've got your points championship August 26th. Yes, and then it's not – oh, Oktoberfest is scheduled on here, 13th through the 15th. It's not going to be a good good weekend for us, I have a feeling. The fifteenth that weekend is oh not, yeah not, that's that after last night's announcement yeah, I after speedway. last night's announcement that could be I mean it's not too late to change <laughs> to change your date <laughs> but do you want to go push it back a weekend that's totally up to the race committee at the, yeah. at the speedway but after last night's announcement at I eighty that weekend there is going to be I know where everybody's going to be yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh, that. You and everybody else uh, saw that right away. Of, of that's going to be, that October fifteenth is going to be a packed crowd. Yeah, that packed place pits, is. packed back pits, packed side pits. Wherever pack, you pack, can pack. get anybody, pack. there's going to be they're going to be standing there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's Beatrice Speedway again. BeatriceSpeedway.com for more information on the 2021. Excuse me, I'm still doing that 2022 race schedule. And then you can also find them on Facebook, Beatrice Speedway. Uh, let's see. What other tracks do you have going for you? I'm the promoter at Jefferson County Speedway in Fairbury. Still haven't made it out to that one, but 
That one. I, I've got some dates off. Is that a Friday or a Saturday week? We're Saturday nights okay, most well, of the mind. time. Most of the time. I don't get Saturday nights off. <laughs> yeah. You're busy on Saturday nights. But it's not all Saturday nights. So, um, Good. But we run the micros down there, A-class, non-wing, wing, restrictors, sportsmen, junior sprints. And we also run the compacts. And we have the mini trucks. And mini trucks? Yes. S10s, stuff like that. And we brought them in last year. We had them for a while, and they really had a good good car count, but it dwindled down to where it was just two. So we kind of dropped them and tried to bring in the mod lights. They dropped down to four, so we dropped them. We brought in the compacts. We never did get a big count on the compacts. So we brought the trucks back, and they brought us 12 of them their first night back. So mm. we offered them to come back this season and race with us. And it sounds like there's going to be even more of the trucks this wow. next year. But with the micros and stuff, they're all affiliated with the now 600, which national, it's a national series. They're all, um, all the rules are the same. So um, they all run for national and regional points, just like IMCA. We can do that at Fairbury now. So um, we start off on May 21st. With our, it's one of our regular nights with our A-class wing, non-wings, restrictor sportsmen, the junior sprints, compacts, and mini trucks. And then we run, we don't run every week, so we run again on June 11th and June 25th. That's just our regular night that we normally have. Yeah. And then on July 14th, 15th, and 16th is our HUSAC show. Uh, HUSAC National Midgets along with the A-class non-wing and I think they might run the restrictors that night too last year we did that and we didn't have enough room in the pits <laughs> i i tell you I've, I've only got to see the usac guys run a couple of times and, and they're not scheduled at either of the tracks i work at this year so i'm gonna have to go on the road to go see them um they terrify the meeting in a good way oh he, fifth mile racetrack they love it oh they absolutely love it it's yeah. grown to three days now for us the first days of practice and the locals and some of the sponsors throw a shrimp boil. It's free to the public. Really? Yeah, it is. It's over at the campground that they built to have right next to the fairgrounds. They're on north of the racetrack. And uh, Do you guys got beer, too? Oh, yeah. You got beer? Okay. Well. <laughs> got beer at a racetrack. That's a Thursday night. And then Friday night, we go racing with the, with the midgets. I think we're off on that Friday at I-80. I think that, because that's the weekend we basically take a break before the Silver Dollar Nationals. There's your chance. July 15th. USAC midgets. And it pays 10000 to win. Wow. On the, the last night, it'll be 10000 to win. That's on the uh, Saturday night Saturday portion. night, the 16th. So, again, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday yes. show. Yes, it is. Okay. Cody Brewer from uh, Choctaw, Oklahoma, he owns Red Dirt Raceway down there. He's the one that puts this on. He's the promoter for this. This is our fifth or sixth year, and it just seems to be getting bigger and bigger every year we do this. Uh, the purse went up last year to $10,000. It's going to be the same this year. Uh, there's no, I don't know if there's any stopping it. It's yeah. going to keep going. Good. Awesome deal there. All right. What's, then, what's left for the rest of the season? Then we got a regular night on August 13th. And then again on July 19th and 20th, we have the National now 600s come in for a national show uh it's a two-night show the classes that will be for the national points will be the a-class wing non-wing and restrictors and we're gonna there's gonna be a lot of cars for that and then we're gonna run our sportsmen and junior sprints and our trucks and 
and the mini uh, compact. So fantastic. Terry Maddox books this on. That guy, he's you talk about a glutton for punishment right <laughs> yeah, there. No kidding. <laughs> he does all this, and then he he's always ran this now 600 stuff, yeah. and he finally got it up north a little bit with with uh, Cam and. Fairbury and up, I think even Stewart might be sanctioned through them too. So, wow. but it's interesting that that show in Fairbury is a two night show, but they're actually going to start at Cam on Friday night, go to Fairbury on the on or Thursday night at Cam, and then go to Fairbury on Friday and Saturday night, and they're actually going to go to Belleville on Sunday night on the small track. They're going to run down there. So he's got a five day, four day swing. Yeah. For up here in Nebraska. I apologize. I, I did not mean to get distracted, but there was a pizza being yeah. walked by. and A good-looking lady and a pizza always distracts me. Yeah. Now, yeah. The, the micros you're talking about, um, just for some of the people around, uh, that would have been some of the stuff they used to run at Wavelength, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you look at Fairbury, and I've been down there since 2008. That track's been there, the, the micro track's been there since 2001. But you look at some of the guys that started in the micros. Jack Dover. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Jordan Grabowski. I mean, you got a lot of uh, Gullion. All them guys started in micros, and now look at them. Was Shaley in micros? Did Stu Snyder start in a micro? I don't know if Stu he's did. never grown up after being a midget. Well, Shaley was in there. Yeah. We had Shaley down there all the time. Yeah, I was, was that Shaley was Stu in there. Snyder being short joke? Oh, I, I knew what it was. I'm just right. ignoring you. I always like to make fun of Stu it's, for his... It's not like you're that much taller than him, though. But I'm taller, <laughs> so it's, it counts. An inch a foot, what's the difference? There's a lot of people that are taller than Stu. So we're all There's in the a lot of group. people taller than you, there is, That's true. That's absolutely true. All right. Uh, what's, uh, is then, that the, uh, we got one more show. All right. September 17th, URSS 305 Sprint Cars. Now... We've been trying to do this. We did it one night two years ago. COVID just killed us because they were going to run at Belleville the night before. This was over the 4th of July, and they canceled their show. So it killed our car count. Yeah. We ended up with 13. But we pulled some Eagle regulars on a Saturday night. Stu was there. There was some, and Sean Pointer. Yep. That's one of his favorite racetracks anyway. Yep. So uh, they come down, and we ran. We made do, made it work. They all wanted to do it the next day. The little tracks, they said their arms were a little sore and stuff. They they liked it, and, and we couldn't get it figured in last year, but we did get it in this year. And the awesome. good thing about it is September 17th. It's a Saturday night. Eagle don't race that night. We're done by then. So, and in, it, in getting it a little ahead of myself here, they'll run at Deschler the next night. So it's a two-night show for the 305 sprints. Good. Those uh, kind of companion shows kind of help work well together. Well, Rick Salem runs that URSS bunch, and yeah. that's who we work with usually since Roger don't take him on the road anymore. So, Is that um, United Rebel Sprint yes. Series? Yep. Yeah. And actually, Terry Maddox owns that now. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so, But he bought that to kind of affiliate with his Capital Oil Series down there in yeah. Oklahoma City. So, But... Um, that one, I think that, that some of the sprint car drivers, we've seen it after we posted, uh, they're kind of looking forward to that one. So, uh, Facebook page, website? Um, Facebook, Jefferson County Speedway. Okay. Be on there like that. Jefferson then, County Speedway for that. I'm going to like it up and share it right now because I will be there. 
<laughs> July 15th. Hey, go ahead. What's our next track okay. we're going to talk about? Terry Tuma with uh, Thayer County Speedway. He couldn't be here today, so I volunteered to bring up his schedule. He didn't have a... They don't have a real big schedule down there, but um, they're working on another show. We got four dates down at Deschler. Sunday, March 27th, Dirt Crown Tour. It's the last night down there. And I think that's only going to be three classes because it's not a lot of room yeah. down there. I think it's just the modified sport mods and stock cars. Have you been to Thayer County? No. Oh, my God, there's a track Dirk hasn't been to. I, I have not been up to Off-Road Speedway yet either, the new one in Norfolk. I don't know what's going on right now. I used to promote Deschler back in 2008, right after Red Cloud quit. <coughs> Red Cloud was always on Friday nights, so I took over Deschler that next year and said, let's move it to Friday night. Yeah. Had a lot of cars. Just can't get people to sit in the stands, I guess. Ah, I don't know. That's that tough. Was, that was a good season. We had yeah. a great season. It's just... When you get something like that, it just doesn't work. So, right. Absolutely. Um, then for Deschler's, their next race would be on Sunday, August 7th for the Remington Elting Memorial. 5000 to win for the stock cars that night. And I believe that's on the schedule of the new summer series for the stock cars on the Dirt Crown deal. Yes. And then, uh, that is, you said August 7th, Sunday, August 7th. August, August yeah. 7th, Sunday. Five. Thousand. thousand to win. Two hundred to start. Yep. It's one night. That is a lot of money for one night. Five G's, as they call it. Five M's. Or five M's. <laughs> uh, is now uh, I apologize if you said that and I missed it. Is that their final night or nope, uh, they got two more? Good. Friday, August 12th, Malvern Bank, late, super late models. Oh, Anthony will be excited. Yeah. I they, think he was, uh, is this the first time they're on the no, schedule? No, they were there last year. Okay. And I guess from what I heard, they put on one hell of a show on they that They usually track. do. And I'm not sure they were going to have the Gotra guys there with them that night, but I believe they're in Lexington and North Platte that weekend. Yeah. So they're not going to be there, but I think the, the Midwest. Classic stock cars. Classic stock cars, and I know that Terry's working on another class to run that night and he's just getting waiting to get the final information on that i like those midwest classic stock car guys that, that is that's an interesting class because that's what i watched when i was a little yeah. kid is them type right. of cars so yeah. <laughs> you don't like the fact that it's midwest classic because you're like wait no that does that make me a classic yeah. Well, they could I call know. it the Midwest Dinosaur Stock Car Class. That's true. I mean, they could call it many uh, things. Give it a couple more years. They'll be there. <laughs> yeah. And then their final night, Sunday, September 18th, with the URSS Sprint Cars. That's in association with the Jefferson County Speedway the night before. I don't know what Terry is going to bring in for support class that night yet. He will not be able to use what we use because the micros can't run on Dashler. It's just a little big for those guys. <laughs> so, well. But that's, that's the tracks that I'm associated with and helping. I'm also helping Robbie and Scott with the, the Dirt Crown this Great. year. So it's going to be a, a busy summer. Awesome. Starting on March. <laughs> it's a usual busy summer for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I found out today I'm helping Robbie and Scott with the Dirt Crown, too. You are. He's the good luck charm. <laughs> <laughs> you need to come. 
Deschler uh, had a good show last year, the night they did get in, you know, for the summer series. And it was a good, good race and everything. Then we get up to Columbus and Mother Nature. I'm standing on the back stretch ready to send cars out, and it starts raining, and it didn't want to quit. <laughs> So that is a fun, that's a fun deal. I really enjoy Robbie and Scott helping them out. You make your way around to a lot of racetracks. Um, what's your favorite food to eat at a racetrack? And do you have one track that you know, okay, okay I'm going to track X. I got to get this. Well, boom. The, the ribeye sandwiches, yeah. definitely. Did I have one of those? I don't think I did. Well, you know what Beatrice would be. Right. Gizzards. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I, I think last year was the first year I had gizzards. Holy cow. Dylan Smith. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> he has a stock car. Yeah. Well, he had a stock car, but then his stock car builder sold it. So now he's got to get another so one. So then he got another one, and then when he was about to get it, the, the builder sold it again. So oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> guy's kind of mean to him, but... We gotta get See, Dylan I, on the show. We haven't had Dylan on for a while. No, he might have built a stock car just to run this stock car crown. That's true. Series. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, favorite foods at the racetrack? Beatrice Gizzards. The main two. L. Go to Eagle. Gotta have the ribs. Oh my God! Oh, those, those ribs. Things, I I stuffed myself the last time I was up there with with the Eagle. Oh my God! I, I stuffed been, myself every night because JP brings me up these rib tips. And then, you know, they go back and forth, which you, whatever they can get, it's either the rib tips or the full ribs. And he brings me this giant plate of it, and he's like, here, I made you some of these. Well, of course, I'm going to talk about them. So then he sells the hell out of the things. But I eat the entire stuff, and I'm all stuffed trying to call the races like a pork pig. Yeah. Oh. We brought some friends up this last summer. They came up over Memorial Day weekend. And they wanted to come up. They come up because they know I do the racing thing. And, uh, so they got to go to Beatrice on Saturday night. We, or Friday, Friday night, and we brought them to Eagle on Saturday night. They fell in love with the place. It's a fun place. <laughs> and the food yeah. and everything. They do a great job with the yeah. food. And me, Eagle, Beatrice is my home track. That's where I grew up. That's where I raced most of the time. I did yeah. Fairbury. I did Deschler. I did Eagle. I won a championship at Eagle, though, back in the 1996. So that just shows you how old I am. A couple years ago. Actually, back then, it was the Fam Sedans. Fam Sedans? Was that, well, that would have been after the Friday Night Flyers? Yes. Well, no, they were there. Friday, the Flyers, it, that night we ran on Friday nights. They ran the sprint cars and the modifieds on, on Saturday, Saturday Well, nights. they ran late models. They ran pro-ams. Yep. And, flyers. And Flyers. But they also had the trucks. They only had the trucks for two years? Two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah, I mean, I was... Larry Brockman was in the trucks. Roy Armstrong drove a truck then. Tracy Weber. Tracy Weber was a tramp one year in in the trucks. Who? Tracy. Who? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I beat him. No, I used to work down there. I I would tech some of the Friday night shows. Mm -hmm. Because I was teching every week at sunset. But uh, Rick Holling was usually doing Eagle, but if he... You know, had something else going, whether whatever it was, I would go down and work at Eagle. So I remember the, the Friday night shows very well. I got to race there for two years, 95 and 96, in the same class. And I absolutely loved it. I love yeah. that track. I mean, Beatrice is my home. That's my favorite track. But to race on, definitely Eagle. Yeah. 
Uh, Tommy Denton joining us on the show, uh, talking about a couple of track schedules. Uh, thanks a lot for your time, man. It's, a, it's been a pleasure having you on, and I can't wait to see you at the racetrack. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks no a lot, problem. buddy. That's going to do it for us on today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to like up and share the Fred Stretch podcast. That way you can continue to uh, grow our audience and continue to keep up to date with the latest news. Big thanks uh, to all of our great sponsors for continuing to support the Fred Stretch. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Fred Stretch presented by Joe's Karting.